Vanessa. And this is Shit on the Table. All right. We're getting into it because we have a really special um, podcast today. Yeah, we have an interview coming up after um, our little quick tidbits. Yay. It's with Anthony Vargas, um, owner owner of Groom House. Yes. I want to say, like, he's a creative director, because he's kind of, like, does a lot. I mean, obviously, he's the owner, but he also does, like, the creative side, and he gets really into it, and it's really cool. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, We got some juicy juicies. We got some first-time news on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Drip, drip. (laughs) I don't know what that was. I don't know. He's dripping. Ooh. <laughs> oh, God. I think you're using that new term incorrectly. Um, let's just put it down. So, right. how was your week? Um, so, the last half of the two weeks since our podcast aired, um, I, wa- I was off. Um, my zen time did not go according to plan. There was no zenning. I was busy the whole time. Um, But the other half was torturous. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My grooming table broke um, halfway through the week. So I had to groom sitting down on a chair. And I don't groom sitting down. So that was really fucking hard. It just seemed like everything snowballed from there. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. I had some highlights. I think, but I don't remember what they were. Um, I thought I had written them down, but I guess I put a recipe down instead. <laughs> so Priorities, right? Priorities. If you want to make some Puerto Rican spaghetti, I got the recipe for that. Um, but I'm looking and I don't see... I don't see my notes. Yeah. I don't have notes on my week, so I guess nothing happened other than my table breaking. That sucks. Yeah. I feel like there was some funny-ass shit going on, and I don't remember. It's all in my life right now. Yes. So you have an update for us. Okay. So, you guys, uh, I told you about my 13-year-old senior special needs golden retriever situation with the woman who happened to be special needs herself. Well, um, it has been... uh, quite some time since her grooming appointment and she had called in to basically complain about the groom and she had called into the the main line of the business and she talked with the owner and the owner basically was under the impression that I had just groomed this dog and that we would do everything in our power to rectify the situation and so on and so forth and the owner emailed us and was like, okay, everything's in your hands. I She already knows the situation with the woman. And she's like, whatever your decision is, I stand by it. She was still under a different impression because she didn't realize who it was off the bat. Mm-hmm. And she, she, you know, she stays out of the grooming. She just leaves the grooming to me. And, you know, we just correspond back and forth through email mostly. So everything aside for grooming is just like, it's all me and my apprentice. So, um, anyway, so this email is between me and my apprentice and the owner. And we were like, um, I'll talk to her and see what her deal is and see what the situation is, what her complaints are. And if it's something I could 
fix, um, yeah, I'll fix it. But I, we mentioned like, it's been a long time since her groom. Yeah. So it had been 11 days since she, since she was groomed to when she called to complain. So like almost fucking two weeks. So almost fucking two weeks. And that is just, I'm sorry. That's a whole new groom. Yeah. So I wasn't going to do a whole new groom and I would not recommend giving her her money back, you know, it's too late for, and she was very forthcoming with her whole situation. The dog goes in the pool or is now found of the pool because it's a golden retriever from Tennessee. Now it's hot here in Las Vegas. So he actually goes in the pool. It's, um, he's old. He was full of tumors. Mm -hmm. So definitely health could be of a concern or a change of coat. Mm -hmm. So basically, you know, I wanted to hear what her complaints were, but I wasn't going to yield and give her what she wanted because it was not, it was not going to happen. It had been too long of time. So I literally played phone tag with this lady for a whole solid week. And she honestly was leaving a solid week on top of the 11 days. On top of the 11 days, Okay, yes. so now so, you're looking at... So the 11 days happened, and she called when we were not there. So she called around, like, 4 o'clock, 3 or 4 o'clock, right? And the owner had spoken with her. Or no, she had called on a day that we weren't there, so it was our off day. And so we had called her the following day. I had called her the following day, and I always call clients after 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. So I never call clients before 9 a.m. I had called her after 9 a.m. and, you know, left a voicemail. There wasn't a return until after our grooming hours. So she had contacted one of the other, and she wasn't even actually calling our phone, our grooming line. So she was calling the main business, whatever, calling and complaining. She's like, I talked to the owner. She said everything so eloquently and said that everyone would fix my problems. So um, I was like, no. I, and I didn't want anyone else to talk with her because I'm the one who did the groom. I wanted yes. to know what the issue was. So I didn't want anybody else to talk well, to her. Well, you don't want that miscommunication. I don't. I don't. Because she, we were already having a problem with her forgetting everything she was telling us. Yeah. So, and she was forgetting who she was talking to if she was talking to more than one person. So we didn't want to do that. And I didn't want to do that. But I couldn't get a hold of her. So then she leaves a voicemail at a time an off time and she had said I can call and text so we made an initiative the last time I was in we made the initiative to call and text so I had texted her in the morning around 9 a.m. a little after 9 a.m. because I didn't know if she was an early bird or not and I asked in text message when would be a good time to call gave it a little bit of time called her no answer left a voicemail again gave it a little bit of time texted her and asked when a good time would be Mm -hmm. no answer for that text message then i called her again and left another message and in that message because we had tried to contact her you know not just me but my apprentice had tried to contact her before with a voicemail and she would leave a voicemail back off hours. So Are you telling her your hours of yes, operation? Yes. We did tell her the hours of operation and in we tell her text. we tell her in not just in text and in person. We tell her the days that we groom and the days that we are off and mm-hmm. that we will call her when we are on when we would come back. 
Yeah. So when we do leave those voicemails or when somebody does talk to her, they inform her when we will call and she's not present or aware of when we call. Okay. We're still keeping up. We're still doing our due diligence and trying to contact this lady. Yeah. So then I call her and then I text her and then she finally calls back when I'm actually gone from my shift, but the apprentice is still there. The apprentice didn't answer right away and the apprentice called her back right away because she had missed the call. So she called her back right away, literally like one to two minutes after she had left a voicemail. Yeah. She did not answer. Oh my God. So then, so so then the apprentice left a voicemail, basically reiterating what I had said in the last voicemail I left her saying that it has been too long. I would like to have a conversation about why she is disappointed in the groom. However, at this point in time, it has been too long from her groom to her complaint of the groom for me to do anything as far as a new groom or give her her money back. I yeah. stand firm by that. Yeah. And I told the apprentice to stand firm by that too because it just had been too much time had passed. But she was under the impression from the owner, and that's not exactly what the owner said, but this is just the impression she got from the owner. The owner was very open-ended with, we're going to talk to the groomer, we're going to figure something out. And um, we want to know the whole situation. So that's how the owner what the owner said and she definitely emailed us right afterwards so we we have the idea of what the converse how the conversation went Uh but the woman was under the impression that the owner basically said you will get a free groom we will fix everything blah 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 and that's not exactly what she had said and it's not exactly what i'm going to do yeah so and i had said that in the voicemail so then the apprentice finally gets her on the phone after sending her a lengthy, basically, breakup text because we had tried calling her all fucking day. And so the apprentice left a huge, and this is after I had left already multiple text messages. Yeah. Because she had given us a voicemail saying that we could text her. So we text and called her. So then we left this lengthy blah, blah, blah text message as professionally as possible, apologizing for her disappointment. We would still like to have a conversation with her, but because of the time frame and the amount of time that had passed since the groom, we were not going to offer her a free groom or offer her money back. There would be things that we could probably do the next time to fix the situation if she was that dissatisfied. And if the dog had a clean coat, maybe there's something I can work around, but she Mm -hmm. wasn't, we couldn't get a hold of her. So we were basically saying, I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do. Yeah. So then she, unfortunately, I was gone. The apprentice was there. I did not want the apprentice to have to deal with her because the apprentice does not need to deal with her. Yeah. But the apprentice got her on the phone. And this lady's fucking yelling at the apprentice, basically saying that the owner said we would do everything. And the apprentice was like, no, I'm sorry. No, that's not what's going to happen. You had waited 11 days to file a complaint. You had waited 11 days to say something was wrong. And you had said we had a 15 minute or you had a free consultation that was supposed to be 15 minutes that ended up being an hour plus. And we went over every single detail of what we provide, Mm -hmm. what we do for senior dogs, and what we would do for difficult dogs. And she wasn't specific on the grooming. She just said she wanted it groomed. 
So she left it up to us. Yeah. And we're going to do what we feel necessary. If that's not what she wants, then, you know, you to, to specify that. Specify that. And if later you did not like something, one to two days afterwards, yeah, Say I'll something. fucking fix it. Yeah. So she's yelling at the apprentice. The apprentice was super professional. Um, she basically wrote down everything this lady was yelling at her about. She was basically like, if you're going to yell at me, I'm going to hang up because we're going to stay professional on this phone. I was like, mm, mm, get it, girl. Yeah. Keep it real. So then the lady just like fucking went berserk. <clears throat> and then she, I guess she called another groomer in town and just wanted to talk about the situation. What the fuck? Exactly. Like, and the, what is this other groomer gonna say? For yeah. You? And so then she sent us a lengthy text message, which was incoherent in itself, basically saying that she was promised something that she did not receive, and that she is going to. Um, what is that word? Um, what is the term where you where you try to get a charge back? Oh, she's gonna. Um, She's going to like call the card company and dispute it. Yeah, she said she was going to dispute the charge. And I'm like, it's That's been a theft of service. A, and, but the thing is, though, is that it had been so long. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to go in her favor either way because the service was rendered. Yeah. And it's a service. And it had been, it would be so long. And then at that point, it's kind of, it's kind of iffy. Iffy. And Jen, or excuse me, um, the owner was like, yeah, we're gonna fight this one because it's it, this. The, the lady ended up yelling, calling back the next day, or calling her that day, that same day, and just yelling at her. And she's like, "Listen, you had waited so long. You're not even specific enough on what it is that you want. You are not telling us." Basically, she said that the dog didn't look groomed because there wasn't length off of the coat. Uh-huh. And I'm like, "It's a golden retriever." <laughs> You do a really nice bath. You get the dog really, really clean. You blow dry them so that their coat lays nice and straight. Yeah. But they don't change like a fucking poodle. No. And she has, she was texting us back and forth like, oh, this dog has been groomed three years in so-and-so state and we've never had to deal with this. And she had said that the last five years of this dog's life, she, he was not living with her. So how would she know? Exactly. The dog was living with relatives. She doesn't remember what she says to people. She doesn't remember. She, she Again, she's having an issue. So that's really like, that was the end of my week. That was literally on my Friday. Okay. So one, the owner, y'all shouldn't have handled it at all. It should have been the owner of the, the She the did. Facility. She did not though. Okay, she so- passed it off. Well, because we wanted to fix it. The, what the she should have done was said, okay, let me talk to my groomers and I will get back to you. That's kind of what she said, but the owner took it differently. No, 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 Because no. that's not what happened. Okay. Okay. So she basically, what I'm comprehending, what I'm hearing is that she said, okay, the lady called me. I'm basically leaving it up to you. 
she okay so basically like if i wanted to do a full groom and and do that if i did want to do it so basically that's what she was saying yes but you or your apprentice shouldn't have been calling her or texting her and trying to communicate that to her the owner you're a w2 you're an employee you shouldn't have to handle disgruntled clients it should be the owner she should have gotten your story come up with a game plan of well should we offer a free groom you know if she's wanting you involved then she should have said those things hey okay what's the story what happened give me your side of things and then she can either include you in the conversation of what's going to go down or she could have just gone and said okay well we're going to do a free groom and then tell you you're still going to get commission off of this groom but you're doing a free groom or she takes your advice and says okay i understand that it's been 11 days blah 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 you know what i think it's best that we just part ways and then she needs to be the one to do the phone calls she needs to one be the one to do the text messaging y'all shouldn't have been a part of this conversation it should have been the owner to handle this disgruntled client it shouldn't have come out of your day out of your pay because i assume your commission I'm hourly or commissioned. Okay. So if you don't make your hourly in commission, you are getting your hourly. Hourly. Yes. But if you're getting over your hourly, then you get your commission pay. Yes. So I assume for that week, maybe you don't make your commission or you're making your commission. So you're technically not getting paid for that time. I guess you're right. So how is that fair? You should not... Your apprentice shouldn't have been cussed out. No. You shouldn't have been dealing with this. The owner of the facility should have been the one to get cussed out. (laughs) It should have all been on her shoulders. Because it's not your job. It's not your job. You are not a manager. You're not an assisted manager. You are a strict employee who gets essentially paid commission. So you're not paid for that that's wasted time Ooh. <laughs> well i'll be talking to the apprentice very shortly like yeah, i not... think there's some boundaries that we got to make sure that we're putting up yeah i would just be like you know if you want to ha- you know if you're wanting to i don't think you should i don't think you should handle disgruntled clients no i have handled disgruntled clients but I don't want to handle them. Exactly. If I don't have to, if I'm not getting paid to do it, if I'm not, if it's not my position to do it, I don't want to do it. I really just want to groom dogs and go home. And that's what you need to tell your owner. Yeah. Just be like, hey. Because I've had, I've had, like I said, I had that complaint about that really beautiful groom that I did, but she didn't like it. It wasn't her style. Next day I fixed it. The moment it gets to the point as to where this situation went, it should have easily it should not easily it should have been passed over to the owner i would have simply gone to the owner and said look we've tried today we can't get a hold of her we're busy this week i'm going to be passing this over to you yeah you know this is where we stand with this and either she is going to agree or she's not going to agree and she's going to do what she wants and then she should still pay you for that free groom because you're paid commission so that's how that should have been handled but it wasn't and so you guys were put in a position where you were belittled by a client and that's completely inappropriate you don't get paid for that your apprentice doesn't get paid for that 
So this was a complete mishandling of this customer from a business standpoint. It's definitely a mishandling of a, this kind of customer in general because yes. it was something we probably should have just passed on. Yes. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Because this bitch is fucking cray cray <laughs> and she, it just was too much. It was too much. It was too much. You know, I understand she has, she's going through it, right? She's yeah. going through it. I can empathize with that, but I don't know. I don't. I don't think I have no, the time. You no, know, I can't empathize. I'm going through some shit. I'm like, literally the other day I was running errands and I felt like I was going to fucking cry. Every, just, just something breezed by me and I was going to fucking cry. But you don't see me going off on someone because something didn't go right. You need to handle your fucking, like, emotions, dude. Like, sure, this lady might not, like, then... Her caretakers. Yeah. This is unfortunately put on her caretakers. She moved out here to be with people to take care of her. Why are they allowing her to treat people in such a manner? Obviously, she doesn't have the mental capabilities to book an appointment for her groomer. She doesn't have the mental capacity to express herself with something that she disliked. And so this is where the caretakers need to step in and handle this business. That's not fair for her. It's not fair for you. It's not fair for the apprentice. It's not fair for the owner of the facility. It's a mismanagement of this lady's health. And I could go on a fucking rant with the medical industry out here, but I'm not going to do that. (laughs) And just the world, like the states. The medical industry is mismanaged, and that's why people like her fall through the cracks. Yeah. And it's sad, because mental health is important. (laughs) Yeah, and taking care of old people is important. It is. It's so big, I believe, in, like, China. Like, you have to take your parents in, and you have to take care of them when they get to a certain age, or else you're, like, frowned upon. (laughs) Are you going to take care of your parents? Not if they're acting like that. <laughs> well, she, she doesn't know that she's acting like that half the time. Well, yeah, I'm going to have a nurse be like, give me that fucking phone. Why so, are you acting so like you're, a fool? So you're the hoe that's like, I'm not dealing with this. The nurse can't. Yeah, that's what I'm paying you for, bitch. Like, manage that shit. She acting a fool. <laughs> <laughs> like... How are you going to let her act like that? <laughs> You're so funny. I don't know. I just feel for you. And like, It was one of those situations where, yeah, it's a learning experience for all of us now. Because, yes. again, it's a new job. It's new You're to You're so the- used to handling those situations. Myself. Because you are a... You still have the business mindset. I'm trying to drop it. Because it's, it's stressful. Because yeah. it's not... It's not my business. It's not. And I want her business to succeed. Because if she succeeds, I succeed. But I also don't want to take on more than what I'm not being paid for. Exactly. You know? So, like, I get it. If she wants to make you manager and bump up your pay, then sure, take on those things. But but I don't know if I want to do that. Exactly. She's not giving you that. There's also there's an apprentice. Then what am I managing? Yeah. I don't need to. Exactly. Like, I just tell her what I need. She orders it. I'm just, I don't know. I always feel for you. Like, I'm always so nervous. Because Because I'm always getting the shit out of the stick. And I'm, like, trying 
so hard to I'm just I you know what people just need to make business decisions for myself we've already talked about this I don't have uh Amina or I don't have a Harvey like my husband I love him to pieces but he don't got it you know what I mean he don't got it there's nothing that he has that levels me or anchors me to um being solid so my creativity is just flying the fuck everywhere and whether or not those ideas are good it's just like they're not grounded in anything solid and though again it's my problem that i deal with um and i do end up in like unlucky situations that are a lot of times out of my control but then i also like if i had a stronger if I was stronger in myself, I guess, yeah, I may be able to manage those situations better. Yeah. Well, it's really hard to set boundaries. You know, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like, m- my struggle is setting boundaries with my family. Like, that is But where... you're growing. I'm yeah. older than you. Well, Why? It's taking me a lot longer. And I learn from you a lot. But you can see in real time your growth. Mine is literally like a fucking COVID chart all over the place. Yeah, but you started a business before I did. Well, I was desperate. Yeah, but you still, you could have just gotten another job somewhere else. Yeah. You went out and you started a business. Now, it's not your fault that, because, well, one, I pushed you into the position that you were in because I thought it was a good idea. But it's not your fault that the people of that business decided to part ways. No. And, and then the guy didn't want to rent to you. Yeah. I, I Again, those things are, like, I can't control. No, exactly. And so, I can't control, I can't control how my family dynamic grows. I can't control external things. I can't control those things. And I have to be, I have to be okay with that, but I also have to be stronger to, like, push the riddle a little bit better, I guess. Yeah, but my point was is that I struggle with setting boundaries for family. You struggle with sometimes setting boundaries for work. And so you just have to have a an adult conversation with her that, like, hey, I, don't, I didn't mind trying to handle this situation for you, but it did get out of hand. And I think the next time... If there isn't a situation that I can eradicate very simply, I am going to pass it on to you. Yeah. You know, I think that with this situation, it went way above my head. And I would appreciate it if you were okay with taking that over. Yeah. You know, because we tried for a week. When you could have... She could have easily just left a lengthy voicemail. She could have easily left a lengthy text message. And this could have been handled a long time ago. Oh, the owner? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so... And it... It comes with more merit coming from an owner. Yeah. You know, people think, oh, I'm just talking to an employee. Let me get the manager. Oh, for sure. The lady was so, like, spooning over our our owner. She was like, oh, she speaks so eloquently. And and I'm like, what are you trying to say, bitch? Right? Like... And so, like, I think this situation could have been so much better if the owner just shut her down from the beginning yeah she should it because it sounds like to me she gave she did give some false promise without meaning to she should have easily just said i'll call you back today let me talk to my groomers and see what the situation is yeah and then bye and then 
talked to you, came up with a game plan, or figured it out herself, blah, blah, blah. I could speak in circles. But that's what I would do. I would just set boundaries with her. Oh, yeah. We're just going to put more and more clauses in our contract. Because we're putting... I never not have a 48-hour clause. And I thought that she did. But she didn't have a 48-hour clause in her contract. It will be. Yeah. She has a clause that if you have a senior dog, you get what you get. Yeah. So our senior contract does specify the fact that you, you get do not you get. get yeah you get what you get and yeah. that's that's what happened with the golden so anyway it was a shit show um i mean other than that i had a good week yeah mine was blah i just had good dogs yeah so i hope you guys enjoy this interview that we're going to be giving you guys um so uh at the end we're gonna do some stories all right Positive Educational Training is an affordable monthly subscription that helps groomers like us transform our business and take you and your business to the next level. How can you get to the next level? Easy. You can watch all previous workshops and have access to upcoming monthly workshops. As someone who has personally subscribed and purchased one of the offered grouped programs, I can honestly say I thoroughly enjoy the fire it has lit under my ass. Go to our website and click on our sponsor tab to change your future. All right, so we have Anthony Vargas here today um, for our, for our interview. Um, some of you might know him from Groom House. Am I pronouncing that correctly? It's Groom House. Groom House. Okay. House House works too. I'm Austin bougie. Like a boss. <laughs> Work. Cool, cool, cool. So uh, why don't you tell us a little something about yourself? Um, well, uh, I guess I can, can tell you kind of like, you know, how I, how I got started in, in, in all of this because it, it's a pretty interesting story. Like, I don't have a dog grooming background or anything. So if you'd like, I can. Why don't we that. start with like who you are? Like, so, like, let's, let's start, like, with what is your role in the grooming community right now and, like, what you mm -hmm. do? And then, then okay. we'll get into your backstory. Cool. So, um, right, right now, I'm, I'm just, uh, I own Groom House and, um, I do a plethora of things, I, I, I could say, but mainly my job is to be creative. Lucky I have my partner, Nina, um, who handles the business side of things because, yeah. I mean, uh, as creatives, we, we aren't super great at the business <laughs> side of things. Uh -huh. um, I can attest and, to that. <laughs> uh, yeah, and if, if, um, if I think if I was just left to my own will, I'd probably do everything for free, so. Um, so that's just where I'm at right now. Uh, just ideas and, and filming and just the whole creative side of things is really all I, I do right now um, in terms of the grooming side of things. But mm -hmm. I do want to learn how to groom. Um, I've been talking to Irina Pinkusevich or Pina, mm -hmm. as some people might know her about it. And Nina's actually learning to groom from her as well. So oh, that's super um, cool. Yeah, and I, and I find grooming super, super fascinating, and, and it's definitely an art form. And part of the reason why um, I started Broom House or, or just on the mission in general to film and try to um, 
move the industry forward just because I felt like some things were kind of kind of lacking. Yes, and, I can um, agree with that. <clears throat> yeah, so um, and not only that, but just you know, also finding out how much these instructors that that are you know teaching and and giving their knowledge that they've gained for so long are getting paid, and it's just like that's not right. There has to be a better way to. Um, do this. Uh-huh. So that's where the concept of of um, Groom House came from. And and um, yeah, I'm super excited about it. Um, as you guys may know, I was involved with Groomer Society before. Uh-huh. So we, we got out of that. Um, long story I won't get into, but um, after that, we started Groom House. So, and it's only been it's been less than a year since we started it and and um the feedback that we've been getting and and just how much we've grown in the amount of time since we started it has been amazing so i'm just really super motivated to continue you know creating content and um we're in philadelphia right now we have a webinar with sarah coming up tomorrow which is uh monday so yeah we're so what is group house <laughs> like what is it is this like do you just are you kind of like the videographer of the industry or is there a premise behind groom house? So groom house is, 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 uh, the best way I can explain it is it's, it's a collective. Um, so we have the production side of things where we make commercials where we do, you know, just high end film production commercials for people. Um, you know, we, we've done a couple of local, um, local dog grooming shops, commercials, and and um, we also do branding and websites and everything that you could think of that has to do with branding, graphic design, video. We we do it. So there's that aspect of Groom House, which is really the bread and butter. It's what allows us to do a lot of the stuff because it's a pretty, especially with the type of production that I try to get and, and what I'm aiming Perfect. for and the look that I'm aiming for, it's very expensive for us to be able to do what we do. So the branding part of things um, and, and our business services is really what drives the education side. So that's the other part of it is the education side where we, um, you know, we're doing the webinars. We, uh, we have a couple of series like Marketing Unleashed, for example, where we try to um, teach the business side of the grooming industry. And we also have um, the quick clip videos that we do where it's just, you know, quick promo videos, cool videos uh, that I personally just do for fun. And we typically just do those with um, whatever groomers that we're you know working with webinar wise or we have a couple of local groomers we work with as well. And really anyone that we just think is cool as a human being and as a creator, um, we reach out to and, and just try to do stuff. So, yeah, there's those are really the two sanctions that, you know, the two sides of Groom House. Um, and we're really working on on the um, the education side. We have a couple of big things that we're working on and trying to make things more accessible for groomers and easier to get the education that I think they deserve. For sure. No, I love it. I haven't yes. taken one of the the webinars yet. Um, I was interested in the, the, the one that Sarah is putting on, mm-hmm. uh, but I just never came around to actually signing up for it. Um, well, so uh, I'll make sure you guys get, uh, um, before, I guess when this 
finishes up, just send me your emails and I got you. Oh, so, yes. we'll take, take that take out, out so people don't know. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, um, all right. So I'm going to let you guys in on a super, super secret. We haven't released this yet. Okay. Uh, when is this, when is this episode dropping? This drops, um, this upcoming Monday, I believe. Okay, cool. The following Monday. So the following Monday. Yeah, the 28th. Following Monday. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, um, we probably we probably would, won't be able to come out and and kind of say this before that, so you guys will have this kind of exclusive. Ooh, um, exclusive! <laughs> you guys got an exclusive. Okay, so remember how I was talking about Groom House and kind of where I want to take things. So, yeah. I I had an epiphany recently, um, just kind of about how I came to be in the industry and. And I'll give you the backstory real quick. Um, I, I, I went to school for audio engineering. Um, I was an audio engineer on the studio for a long time. And then I had a kid and that type of lifestyle just didn't work out for me. So after that, I started working for a swim school, which I ended up opening a franchise with all while, you know, being an, an artist um, as well. And in that uh, being an artist part, I, I was on a budget, obviously, because I had so much stuff going on. So I decided yeah. to shoot my own music videos. And from there, this kind of this thing kind of grew into I like kind of, I like this more than I like making music. Like I'm starting to enjoy this more. Okay. So I started doing music videos and, and investing in the camera equipment and stuff. And then one day um, my and Nina, my my girlfriend, she took our dog Deuce, who's been in a bunch of our videos, um, to Posh and Fort Lauderdale, which um, was owned by uh, Pina and Josh at the time. And he was using the dog as a demo dog for a while. And uh, my girlfriend mentioned like, hey, my boyfriend does music videos, you know, maybe we can do some promotional work for you guys. And Long story short, we got together. We did a promo shoot. He introduced me to Pina, Advet, a bunch of people. I ended up going to one of the shows, and that's kind of where I fell in love with the industry. And none of that would have been possible without YouTube. I would not have learned as much as I learned in the amount of time that I learned it without YouTube. And the amazing part about that is it was all free. You got that YouTube like, degree. I got that YouTube university degree and I yeah. know a bunch of dumb ass yeah. motherfuckers that went to, 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 um, to went to school, to went to film school. And I'm, I'm, they're, I'm not, sorry, they're not dumb, but they went to I film school, it. you know, they just, just, just not being educated about it, but they went to film school. And, and a lot of those people that I know that went to film school, I blow them out the water and I learned everything on YouTube. Yeah. And obviously talent has a lot to do with it. Um, yeah. That know, creative artistic that, side. That I, the mm -hmm. eye, I guess. That natural, like, just that natural drive. You have the, what is it? You're just natural at it. Je ne sais quoi. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, yeah, but, but, but ultimately, like, in terms of getting the, the type of images that I get in, in, in terms of, like, learning how to get a cinematic-looking video and how to do all this stuff, like, all that information is out there for free. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking it just it does, you know, it's a shame that that doesn't exist in the dog grooming industry. Yes. Right. Yeah. If, 
if yeah. I wanted, if I, and, and I'm not saying that like you shouldn't go to dog grooming school because obviously there's a lot of things that you can learn at dog grooming school. But if I wanted to learn everything on YouTube, there's no way that I could do it. And I know that there's a lot of problems behind that because, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to learn everything on YouTube. There's a lot of, you know, um, there's a lot of Egos. stuff that you have to learn, the handling, um yeah the, you know, all of that. there's there's a lot um, of egos out there they're like oh yeah. you can learn this blah 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 blah. watch how i do things there's a lot of things that you can't learn online when you're working with a live breathing animal i think that there are yeah, some i things definitely get that that if you're a beginner for me personally i am a true believer mm-hmm. on hands-on learning uh yeah. but for that being said there are some things that you can learn online yeah, I mean, once you get into the realm of of continued education, um, again, the, the the resources are slim. When when Nina told me about the idea and, and oh, we're gonna do this video for for Josh, Joshua Morales, um, we we looked online for dog grooming videos at the time, like mm-hmm. that, just like cinematic type of stuff, and there was oh, nothing. Doesn't exist. And I no. only ran into yeah. I only ran into two people. I ran into June, uh, June the groomer, yeah, who who is awesome and and who honestly he is the reason why I got into the mind state that I am now with 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 the direction that we want to take Groom House and you know to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found uh, my favorite groomer, which I was just like, this is horrible. Like if. If this is the way that my groomer would be cutting my dog, there's no way that I'm going to take him there. Like, it's not happening. You know what I mean? And and I already knew that that wasn't always the experience because I had already experienced, you know, the good side of stuff. Yeah. You know, Uh with especially with with Pina, who, you know, at the time I didn't know you know how big of a deal she was and so i went to my first grooming show and i was like holy shit she's a big deal you know like and you know so i think i was kind of spoiled from the beginning but ultimately like whether you whether you're competing whether you're a pet groomer you know whether you want to get into the grooming industry i feel like for the dog's sake there should be you know, content out there that can point you in the right direction. Oh, I love right? it. Yeah. yeah, totally agree. So, and and like I said, you know, it, it's very expensive for us to be able to produce these things. We want to be able to pay the instructors more than fair. Like, I, I don't want to put the number out there just because I know kind of how things are. So I don't want to put the number out there. But if you ask anybody who's ever done a webinar with us, we, we take care of them. Like, nobody is yeah. doing... Nobody's doing payouts the way we do payouts. Uh, from what I, from what I understand, from what I gathered from a bunch of people. So nice. Um, so we decided what we're gonna do is we're gonna launch a Patreon account. Um, and the goal with the Patreon account is to get to a thousand subscribers. Once we get to a thousand subscribers, we're gonna start releasing all our content for free. So. Wow. You know, are you going to only be releasing that content specifically to your thousand subscribers or is this going to be released on a national platform? Essentially everybody. Nice. I love it. Everybody, anyone, and anyone, 
in the dog grooming industry, not in the dog grooming industry, doesn't matter. They'll be able to see our videos. They'll be on YouTube. They'll be on Facebook. They'll be everywhere. Oh, I love it. You know, you know I mean? because the content that if you're looking to get into this industry and sometimes I suffer from it now, you know, I'm, there's not always going to be a Bichon. I'm specifically was looking at trying to hone in on my Bichon skills. And mm -hmm. so I'm looking the other day in bed, I just woke up and I'm like, I need to watch a Bichon video because I have a Bichon tomorrow, you know? And so there wasn't a full Bichon video and I'm looking and I'm looking and the shit that I'm running into is I'm like, Oh, like, is this what I'm going to watch? Like, no, I cannot watch yeah. this. Like, yeah. so if someone is green and looking into getting into the grooming industry, I have seen those videos out there. I scour yeah. YouTube for half decent videos and yeah. it's scarce. Like, it so is. I love this idea. Yeah. That and I mean, it's just, yeah, because I mean, if it wasn't for YouTube and, and the plethora of like free shit that there is out there from, you know, I mean, I can go on and on. I've learned from a bunch of people, Peter McKinnon, Cody Blue. I mean, like, I, I could go on and on, but. Danger mm -hmm. um, over here. <laughs> if, if, if that wasn't, you know, if that wasn't there, like, I wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And, and really, like, you know, there, there's so much, and, and this is where June kind of switched my mind on things because there's so much other ways to make money. Like, you know, there's, there's the ad revenue that we could eventually go to, especially if we're doing free content like that. Like, why wouldn't yeah. you follow, right? Well, why wouldn't we get a good amount of following? And this, I mean, and this is just what I'm thinking, but there's the ad revenue, there's that. But if we do this Patreon thing, it just, it just guarantees us that we're able to put on these webinars every month that we're able yeah. to pay the, the, the instructors, you know, way more than right now, you know, just, just, just to right now we, we, what they make is just kind of based on the amount of tickets we sell. For sure. So, you know, we, we did, we did a webinar with, with Gracie Adriani, which a lot of people don't, don't really know about her. She just won upcoming groomer of the year, but, before that, a lot of people didn't didn't really know about her. So selling her tickets, you know, we, we obviously we have our, our our loyal fan base that buys everything that we do. So we always hit a certain amount of numbers. But, you know, we were kind of concerned that we wouldn't be able to pay her as much as we wanted to because of that. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it ended up being like one of the best webinars we've done. And, and 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 then a couple of months or a month down the line, she ends up winning up and coming groomer of the year. Nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, I I, I want to be able to continue like doing stuff like this. Like maybe not necessarily someone that is like super popular, but they're really, really good at what they do. Like, for example, you were saying Bishon, like the best Bishon person out there might be completely unknown. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And so it, so it's it's really about, you know, so, empowering groomers. We we uh, wanna give we wanna be able to give instructors a platform where they can make some good money with us and then not only that but they get introduced to a crowd where they're if they want to continue doing other stuff online or with us or whatever they can continue mm -hmm. making money that way and then not only that but we want to make it you know accessible to groomers so that you know there's a standard uh to this to this grooming stuff and and ultimately who 
that is going to end up benefiting is the dogs, which without them, there wouldn't be none of this. You yeah. know what yeah. I mean? So, mm-hmm. yes. so I no. think, you know, that that's really the goal. I've seen some of your webinars and um, it's just, it's educational based. Even though like, like the last one I saw was with Pina and she was like going off on different things and taking live questions, but oh my God, it was so informational. It was, there was so much information. It made complete sense. And you're not, you don't see that content out there where she, you know, she's a groomer. She maybe, if you didn't know, she's an award-winning groomer, but even if you did know, she's a groomer, she's right there. She's going through the webinars. She's going through the, you can go through the videos. Everything she's saying has a purpose. Yeah. It's educational. It's informational. There's, it's completely safe. It's not some bogus person out there just saying, watch me do this and I'll show you how to do things properly. But no, this is, you're, you're taking the time and effort and the people that you're choosing, the people that are instructing, like you said, they may be like, you, you might not know about them, mm-hmm. but they're award-winning groomers. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, that's, that's all I, I got to give props for props to do. That's, you know, that's all Pina. She, she really, um, she, when we approached her with, with everything that, that was going on and kind of the direction we wanted to go to with the mm-hmm. with, with groom house, I mean, she, she was ready. She's, she's been the most helpful. Like, Is she a part helpful. of your guys' company or just someone that you work with a lot? Um, she, unofficially she is, uh, uh one, one of the things is Patreon is going to help us do as well is, is, you know, is, is pay her, um, a wage as well. You know what I mean? So, and, and we're going to continue doing that. I mean, our goal is a thousand people. Um, the Patreon starts at $10. There's three tiers. One's 10, one's 15. The other one's 35. The $35 one is our top. And we're going to have a bunch of marketing on leash content on there. Um, I'm planning to do a whole camera class. Um, you know, just, just how, if you're wanting to start off, filming this is where you should start so that whole thing um nina who's our branding and marketing expert she's gonna i mean the stuff that she can teach people by herself is insane like and and i think that that part of the reason or part of the reason why the grooming industry is is kind of a little bit behind and and don't get me wrong like it's quickly 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 picking up oh yeah but it's um, way behind yeah, it is, is, you know, it's just the marketing techniques. Like, you know, if you open a dog grooming shop in a good area, you don't really got to do much marketing. Like people will drive by, see it, you know, if you have a flag out and has your number clearly and things like that, people will see it and call you. And I think that 90% of the time, um, now though, people are going on Google to, to search and i mean even if the website looks crappy if the reviews are good you know you go book that person and and i mean in my area at least like one of the biggest problems that i see is that the dog grooming shops just don't take the time you know like the the google won't even be on point they'll they'll have you know reviews on there that they've never responded to they have no photos they have nothing so and it's not necessarily attacked that- I feel very attacked right now. But um 
no, I mean, but it, you know, it's it, you go to dog grooming school, you know what I mean? And and it, it's not an easy skill either. Like it's really hard working with dogs. You have to concentrate on that, you know, the whole time. Yeah. So like nobody, you know, like you, sh- you shouldn't be expected to be a marketing expert as well. Like it's really hard, but you know, everyone wants to go into business for themselves. Everyone wants to be their own boss and everyone can do that. You know what I mean? Especially with mobile. And I know like you guys, you yourself are big on mobile. Um, I don't know about other Vanessa. I know Vanessa got a, 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 from what, I mean, from listening to you guys, um, I think you have like a small spot. I did. Yeah. Are you there? You you don't have it anymore? No, no. No. When I, we, when we shut down for COVID, I just couldn't get put back up. Yeah. But it, you know, well, I, it happens, but I just keep I it moving. It doesn't mean it's not. COVID. Huh? I, I closed my swim school during COVID as well. So. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's just, it, just pick it back up. Yeah. You just yeah, pick it back up differently. Yeah. Are you, are you still doing like the corporate side of things or? No, 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 no. I, I work for a small business and. Um, I just, I just, just have a lot of freedom where I'm at, but it doesn't mean I can't, I, I won't like, go back into that realm again, but it just I feel like you guys need a fleet. Like you guys need to like come together and just get a fleet and fuck Vegas up. Like you know? <laughs> we have, we have our things together and then we have our things separately. But I don't need to work with, but I'm untrustworthy. <laughs> I'm not business savvy like she is. So that's I'm not even that savvy. Like she, that's oh she. I wouldn't put a lot of faith in myself. So I'm just trying to be like completely real about like (laughs) what what my responsibilities are. We would have to be completely stable in our external lives, so that way, Mm -hmm. if we came together, we can hire people to deal with the bullshit, and then we could just work. If we were, we're if we had a business together, we would need weekly Mm -hmm. therapy appointments. Fuck you. You love (laughs) (laughs) your life. That's that's the vibe I get. I feel like you love working with me. Don't even lie. Working together would be fun time. (laughs) And that's why we have fun doing shit on the table, you know? But I've seen, I've worked for best friends and guess what? They're not best friends anymore. Yeah. So yeah, to me, you. I value our friendship to where I can I hear you. Do a I definitely day. get that. I um I I have a no hire family rule or friends either. I mean, I, I try not to hire or work with friends, but sometimes it happens. Yeah. Um. It yeah. I recently Luckily, did it, and it ended up badly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Every every friend I've hired has ended badly so i definitely understand that yeah we do shit on the table we keep it light you know we have aspirations of moving forward but we both have so much shit literally shit going on that we just haven't taken that next step even though we both have aspirations to do so so Mm -hmm. shit on the table it's just kind of like we're doing our thing and and we try to have fun with it and not be too serious but we do have serious aspirations um so that's kind of just where we're at with that <laughs> yeah 
So, Tone, I have a mm. quick question since we kind of got sure. on that topic. With the kind of current climate, like with COVID and everything, have you had mm -hmm. to compromise or like compromise groom house or, or have you had to be extra creative in this time? Like I, I, we're still seeing your groom house. We're still seeing it all out there, mm -hmm. but have you had to, yeah, you're still like you said, you had, a, you had to close on your swim school, but like, have you yeah. had to change things a little bit? Um, I mean, COVID has kind of been good to us. I mean, not, 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 not really. You can be honest. Yeah. Right. You know, well, well, no, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. It, I'm kind of like, you know, there's a silver, the silver lining to COVID would be groom house. There you go. Right. Yeah. Um, COVID is obviously like super serious. I lost my grandma to COVID. Um, oh, I mean, wow. she, she was, she was older. She had pneumonia already. So, you know, it just wasn't a good situation to begin with, but, I'm sorry. um, and I know a couple of friends that, that, that have gotten COVID and stuff like that. So, um, I know that it's like super serious, but for us, um, in all honesty, I, I mean that, which, which sucks, but the greatest thing about it is Groomhouse came out of it and, um, it wouldn't be possible if, if COVID didn't happen. Um, we were kind of forced into this situation, into Groom House, uh, you know, with, with uh, Nina losing her job as well and me having closed down the school. And so we were, you know, we kind of just forced into it and it ended up working out um, where, you know, neither of us have to go back and get a job. So nice. nice. Yeah. Do you think after COVID and we have a new normal do you think you'll do live stuff or are you guys going to stay yeah. strictly webinar? Oh, nice. Yeah, for sure. We, we actually, um, it, it's a, another, I guess you guys, you guys are getting all the, all the juicy stuff. Ooh, um, juice. I love it. We, we just, we just, uh, we're, we're moving into a house in October, um, which is going to be the groom house. Nice. And, Congratulations. Um, yeah, thanks. And so we, we're definitely hoping that by the time, um, you know, COVID stuff and wraps up, we'll be able to do some VIP events and, and things like that. We, because of how complicated the setup is for the webinars. I mean, if, if you were to go to a webinar and attend it live, you wouldn't be able to see much because I literally have cameras all around the groomer. Um, I love it. So so if we do stuff it, it'll be more on the experience side of things hands-on just yeah. like you were saying so you know a bunch of demos like hands-on demos and just a vip experience type of deal um which we'll be able to host that at the house as well so where are you guys located we are in um that's going to be in weston but it's we're in south florida where's weston weston is like mm -hmm. like 20 minutes from Miami. Oh, okay. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I'm yeah. going to show up to a, web, uh, <laughs> a fucking hands-on in my bikini. Like, what's up? Slide. I'm like, I'm going to the beach after. Get out. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. we, we, we were able to do one um, with Kenichi Nagase with Groomer Society. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you know, we weren't able to do one after that, but um, that was that was like a super dope experience. We rented a house, 
that was like on Fort Lauderdale Beach. Um, did you guys so serve cocktails they, too? Like, what's up? Yeah, yeah, we did mimosas in the morning. <gasps> we had a whole whole spread of Cuban food. <gasps> oh my god, where was my invite? Like, what's up? I was so <laughs> we got, we got shit. We got invited to that, Vanessa. We got that invite through the did email. Yeah. Did we? Oh. Yeah, we. I should check my email. I need a personal phone call. <laughs> Dude, I remember I remember Listen, that because I remember when it was advertised on yeah, Facebook. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but we didn't have no money. Whenever you guys want to come. Yeah, whenever you guys want to come, you got a spot to stay. So like I haven't I, you know, I haven't I haven't been keeping up with you guys lately because we've been like oh, insanely sure. busy. Trust yeah, um, you're building you're building this multimedia grooming experience. Yeah, we take no offense. Like, if anybody in this industry, Vanessa and I, we take no offense. Like, we are the most easiest people. Like, we get it. You fucking got a life. You got a kid. You got a booming fucking business. Like, if you don't talk to us for a year and you're like, "Hey, what's up? I'm in Vegas," we're gonna be like, "All right, we gonna party." Like, what's up? Yeah. Like we're not, we, nah, we love seeing you. I, I, like awesome. Well, yeah, thank you. I can't. I can't wait. Um, I've, I mean, I've been telling you for a long time. Like, I really want to go to Vegas and see you guys. Like, I will film one of your web, uh, one of your, uh, one of your podcasts for free because I just want to see it in person. Like, <laughs> I mean, and and then you know, you called me to be on, and I was like, yes, absolutely. Like, let's do it because. I love y'all. Yeah. I wanted to catch you before you got too big, and you're like, ah, fuck these bitches. Like, <laughs> no, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> hell no. Never, never. No, you're I will good always people. have time for y'all. Y'all too, man. Y'all, y'all are so cool. Y'all are so cool. Like, like Vanessa's superpower to not get pink eye. Like that shit is cool. You know what I'm saying? Like that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. That was so and fun. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, so yeah, like I I love I I I would take the time and listen to you guys. You know what I mean? But I mean, um, before when I wasn't as busy, I was I was always up on your shit. So um, Aww. when I drive back to Florida, I'm gonna definitely catch up. Okay. I think I listen. <laughs> I listen to. I listen to some. I think I couldn't really. I didn't really catch who it was you were interviewing, but you did an interview with some. I think it. It sounded like just um, a Dorn, whatever her name. I don't know who it was. Um, it was probably the Grayson story. Um, what was her name? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. I heard I heard one recently though. I was just trying to catch up and and, and we did one with Sierra too. That one was about our BLM. Um, so I do love that you're going to be bringing fresh faces. Not that I'm tired of seeing all the faces that we see in the industry, but it is nice to have fresh people. You know, because everybody has a different way of things, and I love that. I think that's awesome. Yeah, for sure. So I like yeah, I, I mean, like the um, fact that all the people that you're bringing to the table are just really well educated and they're yeah. they're providing me with something. Yeah, they're yeah. giving me something. I'm, yeah, I mean, every every every. <laughs> I mean, I, I I strongly believe we could do something with you guys. You know what I mean? Like I feel like everyone you know that's out here putting themselves out there, being creative, teaching people. Like you, everyone has something to offer. You know what I mean? Like yeah. what you guys do, yeah. like. I tried to do a podcast 
and fucking failed horribly. Like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not like, like, you know, I'm not anti-social, but I'm, I'm very, I'm like so busy. I'm like, I don't do shit. What the fuck am I going to talk about? Being in front of the computer all fucking day? Editing? Like, I just, I, I couldn't. <laughs> See, but, but that's the thing. But, but I feel like, um, being able to get over that mental block, because I'm sure you guys, there was a point or, or even just getting started where you're like, no one's going to listen to us talk. Where are we going to talk? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Things uh-huh. like, you know, so, so, um, it's, it's, it's not easy. And, and I guess kind of, kind of even like, um, one of the things that I kind of enjoy doing a lot and, and I'm just super really hard on myself about is blogs. Um, so like June, the groomer who can just pull out his phone and talk about anything at any time. Like I found that, yeah. I find that super fucking fascinating. Like how the fuck do you do that shit? I think that's insane. Cause it's like, we're, we literally have our little powwows and we come up with brilliant ideas and then we just don't write it down. And mm-hmm. then, um, but he's out there. He's literally just like, he, he has his idea and that's his like, that's how he records it. That's how he keeps it. Like I'm losing my train of thought. I think vlogs, if you're not editing are probably a little bit easier. The only reason I can't do it. That's not uh, easy. Vlogging? I don't think that's easy. I no, mean, no, no. it's easy in the sense of no editing. Like we don't edit our shit. My husband does our producer. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we had been talking about doing the podcast for years off and on you know and he finally one year fucking got tired of listening to my shit and for christmas he's like i got you a microphone and this microphone stand and i'm like looking at it like what the fuck is this shit i don't want this (laughs) no i'm just kidding i'm not selfish like that but i was just kind of like why are you getting me a microphone like cool thank you i love it i'll use it like what's up and he's like it's for your podcast and i'm like oh Oh, that. Okay. And then so I just texted Vanessa, like, get a microphone and we're going to do the podcast. And, you know, with doing a podcast, it's such a silent thing. Like, we don't, we don't always know if people are enjoying it. We do see numbers and, Mm -hmm. but we don't know if we're, if they're really coming back to us on a bi-weekly basis. But, and we'll be reading the story after the interview, but it was kind of nice. We got a little message from our last episode and she was just like thanking us for her episode. She's like, I literally just had a week of bad dogs and I want to just thank you for telling me, like she's taking it as if we're talking to her, sitting right there with her, having this conversation being like, you don't have to do these bad dogs. Like you don't have to listen to these clients. Like you can take control of you. You can take control of what's walking into your door and you can say no, because no is a complete sentence. And she was just like, thank you so much. She's like, I got emotional. Like, and I'm reading this like, oh my God. And usually I know. like, I don't send Vanessa these emails right away. We just, she just reads them green. And I was like, Vanessa, you have to read this shit. Like we were both kind of like crying and like, we actually kind of make an impact, but you don't realize it. We always just like, we're just, we're not making an impact, which is fine. We do this because we enjoy it. But it's, it's nice to know. I mean, I honestly think that, um, if, 
if you like as a business owner really want to get to know your demographic in terms of groomers mm-hmm. like they have to listen to your podcast if they're not listening to your podcast they're totally fucking missing like <laughs> like they don't know who they're you know what i'm saying like marketing to so and that's that's like part of the reason why you know i was so attracted to you to, to, to the podcast is because well, thank you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, is because, you know, like you guys are who I want to know, you know, like, I mean, if, if we're looking at it from a business perspective, mm-hmm. you guys are who I'm selling to. So, you know, like, I, I think what you guys talk about is, it's just, I, I mean, I'm not even a dog groomer like that. I've done a lot of filming. Mm-hmm. And um, one of my first kind of gigs was um, I had a retainer with with Posh, which uh, which was um, Pina's old shop. And I would, you know, I would come three times a week and I'd be there four to five hours. And every single time I went, there was a dog that shit on the table. <laughs> so... <laughs> So even just the title, like, is is super super relatable. I think in the dog grooming industry. So it's awesome what you guys are doing. I'm glad. I'm glad that you guys are getting feedback. And I think it's just a matter of time before, um, you know, you really start seeing what you want to see out of it. I mean, I don't. I hope you already are. But um, oh yeah, we are. If you're not. (laughs) (laughs) But this. You guys are awesome. But this part, this episode is not about us. It's no. about you and your greatness. Uh, so, I, listen, listen, like, I, I, I'm just motivated by what I see. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, yeah, I think, I think that I'm a great. I think where I lack, kind of, as, as a director or as a cinematographer in general, is telling my story, like or telling stories. And the thing about the dog grooming industry that, that I, that I've, I feel like it's just, it's just so easy, you know what I mean? To get these stories and, and to be motivated. So I got to give, you know, I got to give you all props because ultimately, like if it wasn't for me getting inspired, like none of this would, you know, would be happening. So I'm just, I, like I said, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of grooming. I'm just fascinated by it, like everything. The competition, creative grooming. That. You can see yeah. that in your videos. Yeah. Like, well, one, you... one day I will, I will like, I will groom and compete. One day, you know what I mean? So I, I think that as soon as I start grooming, I, I have so much knowledge already that it's just going to be like easy. Um, but I'm not rushing either that so but eventually one day i think that's kind of a goal maybe when groom house when i don't have to put so much work into it i can just learn from pina and, and compete one day i think nice. that'll be super cool i yeah. love it well we'll make signs if you ever compete <laughs> and we're at the show we'll we always signs. say that we're gonna do that <laughs> we always say that we're gonna do that for whoever. I know, and, we and then we're like that. oh wait there's like usually you can't like make that much noise in the the crowd and you can't we'll just, be rowdy in the crowd. We'll just mouth it. We'll be like, 
<laughs> right? <laughs> well, what about you guys? I feel like the last, the time, because when, you know, the, how I met you guys, I interviewed you. And yes. I feel like when yeah. I interviewed you, I asked you, like, do you guys compete? So has that changed at all? Because um, I know no, you guys I, wanted I to. I haven't competed in a competition since my first rescue rodeo. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was because I went insane, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't competed since then. And, um, but I think Vanessa's caught in the bug. Um, I have not competed at all. <laughs> um, do I want to compete? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe. I want to compete. Maybe. I just mean, I don't, Zoom, right? uh, just not on Zoom. I don't know what my future <laughs> has for me. Um, maybe there are some things coming up um, in the past, in the next couple of months. Maybe there isn't. I don't know. I'm, I'm <laughs> uh, keeping my mouth shut on this one. Well, I will stay tuned then. Yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, fucking sweating in here i think it's the i know it's hot as hell in your room i know um i'm freezing my balls off i'm in i'm in pennsylvania right or philadelphia we're yeah we're in philly and um it's cold is it cold i mean i i'm from florida yeah where it's nice weather yearly yeah well it's it's just really hot and humid so during the day it's okay like it's it feels amazing but at night it gets to like 57 and that might not seem very cold to a lot of people, but to me, that's, that's cold. That's freezing. 57. Yeah, you freezing. guys are from Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's cold. Does it get cold over there ever? Yes. Like, it does cold? at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll get 30s. Mm. That's oh, like, yeah. that's for a short period of time, and that's like in the middle of Winter. January. Yeah. December, oh, it I, get 30s. It's like two so months. First of all, no, well, that's occasionally because I get married. I got married oh. on December 11th, 2014. It was 78 degrees. Mm. Yeah. So it's like hit and miss. It'll get the nighttime is when it's the coldest. Um, but very rarely is it 30s during the day. I should reiterate. Yeah. No, if, if it hits 50 in Florida, like you'll see how people, you'll see people outside in like full snow clothes. It's yeah, crazy. that's Vegas. <laughs> We're all like, I, I wear a parka. My husband wears shorts. He's a Vegas native, so born yeah. and raised here. So he's wearing shorts, flip-flops, and a t-shirt in the winter. And I'm from Southern California, so I'm wearing a parka and boots <laughs> and fucking <laughs> jeans. And I'm like, <laughs> it's cold. The worst. I don't the worst. do the cold. The heat, I yeah, thrive. Yeah. The threat, I thrive in heat, but not the, yeah. not the winter. Like, I love, I love it up north, and, 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 like, Georgia, I like a lot, too, but just because it gets cold, like, I'll never move here. I moved, oh, yeah. I moved to Cali or Vegas before I moved anywhere up north. Once yeah. you're in the heat, it's like, you kind of just stick with the heat cities. Yeah. Or states. And I love, I love the beach, too, you know what I mean? Like, I'm. I don't get to go out there as much as I like to, but just being able to do it, you know, whenever I want to, it's like 20 minutes away from my house. So it's pretty yeah. cool. We're like 40 minutes away from water. You know, if we're, if you're going to like Mead or the Colorado river, you know, it's not too far. So, yeah. and you can, yeah, and bad. there's no sharks. There's no sharks. And there's no sharks. 
There's dead bodies, but there's no sharks. Well, dead I bodies can't bite back. Yeah, I, I don't go into the ocean if I can't see my feet. Because I've watched too many movies. Like, mm-hmm. there's some something will grab my foot. Yes. Drag me under. I've been in water where I can't see my feet. I just can't fathom the concept of being on like open ocean where there's no bottom end in sight. And then there's like giant creatures with teeth. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Well, we, we don't really have like, we either have the ocean where there's sharks and shit, or we got the freshwater where there's alligators and shit. Yeah. So we have alligators, we have poisonous snakes, all types of big ass pythons. Like, so if I can't see the bottom of the water, like I'm just, I'm not even going in. If I can't see the floor, it's not happening. No. Me and my sister, the last time we were in California together, we were in the ocean. We weren't that far. We were maybe like hip deep, no chest deep. And we saw a fin and we were like, and we're out. <laughs> not again and it was just we didn't know what it was it could have been a shark it could have been an orca it could have been it was most likely a dolphin um yeah. but we were still like fuck that noise we're out <laughs> and then you see like videos of swimmers that are swimming along the shore and like there's fucking orcas just hanging out with them and i'm like no, no. <laughs> i'm super straight on that yeah and don't you guys have crocodiles that are freshwater and saltwater? Uh, no, we we have we have um, alligators in Florida. Um, okay. Crocodiles, crocodiles are saltwater, but alligators are mostly freshwater. They'll live in like brackish water, which is a combination of salt and fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, they they just hang out in the Everglades. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, we um, apparently like in my neighborhood now. There's been like uh, alligators spotted there, um, and there's signs like every body of water you go near to in Florida. There's a sign that says like "Watch out for snakes and gators." So, at least in South Florida, Ooh. and I'm I'm a big like fish. I, I like to fish as well. So, I've had a couple of encounters with them, and I always just turn around and walk away. I don't think I would turn my back personally. I would walk <laughs> away while still looking just to make sure it's not going to run up on me. <laughs> oh, I got, I got, I got decent, uh, I got decent eyesight. So I'm usually like 30 or 40 feet away when I do spot them. <laughs> so if I see them, I'm just, ah, nope, we're not fishing here. Oh, no, thank you. But apparently they're like more scared of us than we are of them. So I don't know. I'm always like, there's going to be that one motherfucker, okay, that is going to be like, I'm hankering for some human today, and it's going to be me walking yeah. by, and then I'm the one that's going to get eaten. That's just the, that's nah, just like, the way it's going yeah, to no. Oh, no, nah, like, they told me, like, oh, it's straight. They're more scared of you than you are, and then you go. Like, fine, <laughs> exactly. you, you, I'll hang back and see what happens. <laughs> exactly. I'm not, I'm, I'm okay, yeah. yeah. I'll play it safe. Yeah. yeah, you go test that theory. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be over here. <laughs> yep. That is no thank you, no thank you so much. Um, but yeah, Sorry. no, you're good. So um, yeah, um, alligators. <laughs> <laughs> we 
we had like our whole little setup of like questions or things that we can kind of pop in and yeah. you literally answered all of them like in your I own smooth, yeah your yeah. own smooth ass way like mm-hmm. oh sweet yeah, yeah you told us your beginning story and like where you see yourself in like like what two to five years you see yourself you know grooming and competing when things are groom house is, is you know a little bit more yeah. uh self-sustaining and then uh, biggest advice you can give individual groomers it, you, you're starting a patreon we yeah all, you're already gonna be we're all that. gonna be tapping <laughs> into that we're all gonna yeah. be able to tap into that advice yeah. that you give us the biggest advice the littlest advice things that you didn't know yeah um, and i mean and and ultimately like the, the way i see it our goal is a thousand people obviously if we get more people for patreon and and stuff like that like that'll be great it'll just help us do more stuff but but you know we're hoping that that we can we can like bring the grooming community together and just say hey look this is like yeah, you're, anyone who signs up for me is going to get some benefit, obviously. Like, we're, yeah. you know, we're going to take care of people who are basically paying for us to be able to do this. They're paying us to to make content. Like, that's the way I'm seeing it. Yeah. So, um, you know, if there's, there's hundreds of thousands of groomers out there, we just need a thousand groomers come together. You know what I'm saying? And, and, um, and we can make this grooming industry so much better you know and and have these free webinars and and stuff available like we're we're still gonna do paid stuff um just to give the opportunity to groomers to make more money but it'll only be if we can't afford it through the patreon stuff and yeah well um, you still have to build after you know you still have to build it you know i mean there's still companies that give free content but yet still hold classes you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's. I want the. I want ninety percent of our content to be free though. That's well, that's really, good. that's really. I mean, Nina's probably over there like grabbing her head and being like, "What the fuck?" Because she. <laughs> I mean, I I kind of had to sell this to her because it's it's a scary thing, right? Like this is how we've been making money and we're successful at it and we're doing good, and then all of a sudden I'm like, hey. I want to just do this for free. Like, let's, let's, <laughs> you know, let's give this stuff out for free. And, and I mean, especially, um, like the conversation that kind of was the hardest, well, I didn't even have it. I made Nina do it was talk to, talk to Pina, you know, see how she feels about this. And I, you know, I thought she was, she was going to be a little bit harder to convince and, and she's, she's super happy about it as well. She's excited. And, um, and like I said, it, part part of part of that is is being able to bring her on board and and really develop the education side of things because she's been grooming for a long time. You know what I mean? And and I don't think she'll ever get burned out because she loves grooming so much. Like, and and I think that that's part of the reason why I love grooming so much because if you're around Pina, like it's contagious. Yeah, you know no. I mean? like, she was one of the first live classes I've ever taken at mm-hmm. SuperZoo. I took in one of her classes about corrective grooming styles, and um, I absolutely hate those um, 
trade show grooming classes. I, I really detest them, but hers was one of the most informational had, she just has a flavor about her that you can't help, but just want to be yeah. around and hear more of. Dude. And all she wants, like all she wants is like the thing that makes her happier is it, that makes her the happiest is teaching other people. That's like, yeah. But you can tell, uh, you can definitely tell. Yeah. She's Grace, the one up, yeah, Grace won upcoming groomer of the year, and and that that was her, you know, she mentored she mentored Grace, you know what I mean? And I honestly think Pina could never win an award again, and I think she'll be happier, <laughs> you know. Like I mean, yeah. I'm kind of speaking for her, but I think I know her well enough to to really just even if she doesn't admit it, like herself, like I know. Like just from being around you, like I I see you light up when you're teaching people. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I see her light up when she finishes a groom. Like it, it's incredible. And I mean, it, watching her, I get lost sometimes. Like I'm like I'm I'm gonna need you to redo that because I got lost in your scissoring. Like it's it's crazy. So um, you know, we really want to be able to bring her on board and and. So she doesn't have to worry about grooming, like just teach. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, you know, and, and hopefully um, we'll be able to bring a couple more people on board. We, we really want to build our team and and um, get, a, get a bunch of like minded people together for, you know, for, for this for this one goal, which is which is to make the grooming industry a better place. Um, I love it. Everything, you know, for dogs. Ultimately, yeah. that's, that's what it's all about. So. That's what's up. We've pointed out several times in our episodes that there is stuff missing in the industry. And we would, I think you're going to be filling a really large gap. And I love I hope it. So. Yeah, I hope so. You know, um, um, I, for the dogs, really. I mean, that's, that's like, I keep coming back to that, but, you know, it's, it's but the truth. It, it's not even just that too. I mean, think about it. You do the, you've done educational webinars and those are amazing, but there's little tidbits that stick out that you do like, um, that little short video that you did about filming, um, the dogs that we groom on our iPhone. Yeah. But that little tidbit, just that little, you know, that little video, um, it spoke volume. So I'm, I'm really, really yeah, excited that like groom house is going to go in that d- direction of it's, it's more, it's more, you're, you're, you're honestly taking everything all at once. And that sounds really like that gives me a lot of anxiety thinking about it, but the <laughs> amount of stuff that you're doing, you're just expanding on it in a, <laughs> like such a creative way, but it just, it's really like Vanessa said, it's kind of filling a void that like, mm-hmm. um, groomers have been feeling for years yeah. and I guess it would I guess you would say it's bringing it a little bit more forward and front and mainstream but um I like the vibe and the feeling that you give off is just it's not about just bringing it to the forefront and just you know keeping it there or just making it more mainstream you're in more of like from what I feel or what I feel from you is that you're just trying to keep everything in a progressive route. Like whether it forward. Yeah. Whether it be the education, the multimedia, the marketing, even the websites that you're custom building for, you know, private salons and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. I like the fact that 
it's just like, this is not what you're just getting. This is what it, we're continuing to push forward. It's just like a, you put a lot under your belt and I'm hoping, I'm hoping that you're prepared for all of it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, um, you know, t- to be honest with you, um, it, like I said, it, it wouldn't be possible without Nina and Pina because I have a lot of good ideas. I have, you know, I'm, I can be super, super creative, but I'm you not. Didn't have that anchor. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm honestly just. I'm just not organized <laughs> enough to to really um, see some things through. You know, and and I and I, I'm. I have. I have like severe ADD sometimes where you know it, and, and i think it's just a creative thing right. like where i'll i'll start working on one idea and mid idea i'd be like uh-huh. i think this would be cool and then uh-huh. that takes me down this rabbit hole and wow. now i'm six hours into youtube video tutorials <laughs> yeah. and i was you know and this is a 30 minute video that i could have got it done in 30 minutes if i just would have focused but you know one of, one of the other biggest things with me as well is just you know i'm i'm really hard on myself um the, you know critiquing myself wise and I'm a perfectionist and I really you know I think we have maybe two or three things that we've filmed for marketing unleashed that I didn't put out just because I was like it's not good enough yeah and that's another thing that I'm trying to do is just trying to get out of my way because that phone video was almost one of those where I was just like there's a million of these out there like how is this going to benefit anybody and I went through that thought you know, and yeah. I went through that thought process, like, there's a million videos out there, and I guarantee you there's one that's way better than mine, and I should just share it. I should just share the video. But it's different when it's, it's different when you're coming from a pet perspective. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa, it's like, she's like my rock and anchor, because I'll be, li- I listen to our podcast. She doesn't listen to our podcast. I'll listen to our podcast, oh. and... Like I have all these random ideas or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know about that. And she's like, who the fuck cares? Just it's either going to do good or not. She like has no fucking filter. Yeah, <laughs> she's just I like, mean, just do it. Of, just put it out the there. People, see what yeah. It, uh, one of the people who, who, who kind of also put me into that was uh, Gary V. You know, he's he's always talking about just, you know, just putting shit out there. Just put it out there. Like, who gives a fuck? Who, get, who cares what anybody thinks? Like, who cares if it sucks? Just put it out there. Yeah. Because, you know, there might be one or two or three or four or maybe a hundred or maybe a thousand or maybe a hundred thousand people that end up seeing that video, you know, that it totally helped them. And so, It's always different to see those videos for a pet industry perspective. You know, I personally struggle when I'm watching a video that isn't Mm -hmm. towards our industry. I have a hard time being able to conform it to our industry. So it's really nice that you are bringing these videos that aren't necessarily involved in our industry, but also Mm -hmm. help our industry get ahead. I personally did not see the iPhone video um, oh, that's great. But it sounds like a video I should see because I always I always have the desire to videotape things for my clientele or to get mm-hmm. my business ahead. But I'm like being alone, working alone in a mobile grooming trailer or for somebody who's in a van, it's really difficult on getting those angles. I'm very limited unless I have an actual fucking tripod 
you know, and I'm trying to figure out, okay, spending five to 10 minutes, 20 minutes trying to figure out, okay, I need this angle, you know, because my grooming table is in most vans or trailers, it's up against a wall. So you have here or here or on top of your table. And it's like, so I might check out, I'll probably check out the video to see if there's anything that I could utilize, but it's always nice to see specific things towards your industry and not just grooming as a whole because salon Mm -hmm. and mobile are two different things. You can do almost anything in a salon when it comes to videography or photography, but you might not be able to apply it to your mobile. So it, you know, it, it would be nice to see those separate things because a lot of the things that I see in these societies or, you know, companies that are doing webinars or hands-on stuff, it's always geared towards the salon. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's easy because Mm -hmm. most of those people who are putting on those things work in a salon. So it'd be nice to be able to have things that yet, yes, they are a seminar or webinar that you just did for a salon, but it would be nice to see it in the mobile grooming perspective. Um, Mm -hmm. It would be redundant, but it's not. Because if you're a mobile mobile groomer, you're going to be able to see those differences and get those different tips than you'd be able to in a grooming salon. Yeah. Like, I mean, Jonathan David has mobile and a salon. He's new to mobile and he's still learning and getting advice from a lot of us mobile groomers. No, I know. But I like, I, he knows that it's different. That's why he's asking for that advice. Yeah. So now it's something else he has to master too, as well. So then a different world. Yeah. So then it's like, now you, now we, it's just another industry to tap into Anthony, you know, just Mm -hmm. because it is a missed opportunity because like I said, it's all really geared towards the salon environment and grooming is different in the mobile grooming world you know, because a lot of times you're not able to walk around your table. So I struggle with trying to get those amazing grooms because you can't walk around the table. You're literally sometimes fighting with a dog to get it in a certain position to be able to get that crisp area. And it's sometimes it's just not fucking feasible. So I'm curious to see how these, you know, mobile influencers are doing it in literally a mobile setting or mimicking a mobile setting because I understand putting on a webinar in a fucking van or trailer is really difficult. Uh, We've we've done it and it's hard and we're not pros like you. So like maybe mimicking that environment. The hardest thing to do, I would, and I mean, I didn't even think about this shit. You just gave me an amazing idea. First of all. <laughs> You're welcome. So, I like royalties, please. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So, so there's that. But the, I mean, as you were saying that, I was kind of, I was kind of working it through my head. Really, the the biggest challenge is the audio, um, w- with the generator running and stuff like that. So, but we're we'll we'll definitely um I'll talk to Nina as soon as we get off of that, and we'll figure that shit out. Because I mean. Yeah, um, I, I think that's an amazing idea. Like, I, I never thought about that. And you just said that. And I was like, hell yeah. Like, why didn't I think about that? So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What else do you guys just mimicking <laughs> it would be so easy. You know, I'm pretty lucky. Our last um, thing that we did online, um, I can plug in now into my house. 
So mm -hmm. the only thing that you're hearing is AC. You're not listening to a generator. You're mm -hmm. just hearing the hum of my AC. Yeah. Um, but mimicking such a small space, I think would be fairly easy. You know, you're just essentially putting a table up against a wall and she can't walk around it. You know, I can't literally get on the sides, maybe on one side because I have a little bit more space, but on the other mm -hmm. side, I have a wall. So I, so how, do, how do you, how do you typically like turn the dog around and stuff? You just have to turn them around. Okay. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I just fucking try my bestest. You know, right. sometimes I'm having the dog literally the asses towards me so I can get in between the legs and down the side of the legs. But sometimes that's not always working, you know, because the dog is like, fuck that. I don't want to look at a wall, bitch. Like, I'm going to look at the yeah. door. So I'm like, your body is contorting in such a different way than you could in a yeah. salon. You know, and you can't even you can't even use a round spinning table because it would take uh, up too much room. I do. I have one. Oh, oh, you do? oh, I have a tiny one that goes on my table, so I can't. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I can't do like large dogs on it. Um, you I have, have I okay with the spinning table? What? You have to have dogs that are like really good with a spinning table. Like, not all dogs yeah. can be table. Yeah. yeah. I'm like kind of like you'll get used to it, and they usually do. Um, you know, I'm not like fucking spinning around. It's literally just like a, you know, just yeah. like a little motion. Um, but there are tables out there that do spin. Um, I have a DIY, so I don't have the luxury of the wagon tail style table. Um, so that would be really nice to see a, I guess, some classes or webinars or whatever, um, where the table doesn't move because not all groomers have that access or have yeah. a wagon tail style table where it does move, it spins. I don't yeah. have that luxury. And I can mm -hmm. tell you there is a market out there of groomers that don't have that luxury. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I, I think I think that's amazing. I, I, I think that's a great idea. Um, well, you're welcome. Yeah, we'll, we'll, just, <laughs> we'll, we'll put that in the works. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I think that's amazing. Yeah, it's a whole so new market to tap into. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and it's also kind of the future, right? I mean, mm -hmm. just with COVID and everything, I kind of feel like if you're not doing mobile right now, you're missing out on a lot of a lot of people. Um, and not only that, but like almost every, at least in my area, you know, like um, in where we are, it isn't like a super rich neighborhood, but there's a lot of dogs. Yeah. And there's a, a lady that comes and she's she's booked year round like just in that little mm -hmm. two mile radius that we have around our house. You know yeah. what I mean? So the mobile grooming mentality is so different than what you find in a salon. You know, I have clients that want to commit. When I worked in a salon, trying to get a client to commit was fucking like pulling teeth. You know, yeah. I found that you have a lot more people that want to go longer in between and with mobile grooming, I have most of my clientele is on a two week to four week basis. Very, it's almost like they have more luxury, but less options. Yeah. You know, because we're booking out so fast, you know, it's, it's different. People want that commitment. They're wanting their dog and because they don't have to go anywhere. I have clients yeah. that I've, I haven't seen in a year, you know, I'm being overly dramatic, but 
it's been almost a year since I've seen her. I've seen maybe her like three times, even through this whole COVID thing, I still don't see her. And I just go in, grab the dog, groom the dog, go and run her cart after work. It's such a different world and I love it. And the dogs, 100%, I have seen such a shift. And if a dog that I have taken from a salon and moved over into a mobile grooming environment, their mentality changes after a third session. You know, they're more behaved. They are, we create such a different bond than you can in a salon environment. Mobile is the future. I do agree. I think the people who come into mobile, I do a lot of ride-alongs. At least every couple of months, I have someone asking me to do a ride-along in my trailer. And they're like, wow, like these dogs, like what the fuck? They're so good. Like I don't, we don't, like almost every single dog that I groom is amazing. Mm. And some of them didn't start off that way. They were naughty. And now they're like, oh, it's chilling here. There's not so much stuff going on. I love it. <laughs> and so like their mentality, their, their brain restructures and they start to actually enjoy being groomed. So it's yeah. just like, it's so bad, so much better. I love mobile. I don't, I can't say I don't foresee myself going back into a salon, but mm-hmm. as of right now, I don't foresee myself going back into a salon. Yeah. I mean, and, and, I just, I just, I just see it booming just because, um, you know, like us, for example, we, we bought a house, um, because we, uh, needed more room to, you know, to not only to have our studio in the house, but also just to have an office. Um, so, and I also read an article that, that, that said that because of COVID and because of kids being home and because the parents are working at the same time uh a lot of people are getting dogs mm-hmm. um so i you know and, and i i shared i shared it on my facebook i think it, it, and and i do i do a lot of um research and, and news and stuff because i also do some stock trading and things so i'm just always going through the news and it, and it happened to be something that i saw on one of the business sites and it was saying how there's this boom coming in the pet industry because of this you know what I mean? So, um, just as, you know, just as much as people are going to be working from home, they're definitely not going to want to leave their house to get their dog room. Like I, I yeah. just, I don't see it. I think it'll just be way more convenient if you can come pick them, pick up the dog while we're at work or, you know, working mm-hmm. and you don't even have to, like you said, you don't even have to see the people 90% of the time, yeah. pick up the dog, groom it, okay. drop it off. And yeah. The when we went through our recession back in the day, the pet mm-hmm. industry continued to grow. It was one of the industries that still made billions of dollars, yeah. even though we had people who didn't have jobs, and it just continued and it continued to go grow even after, and it still continues to grow. And because it's the role of the pet has changed within the household. It's not what it used to be when we were growing up. Dogs were outside. Now, dogs are inside. They get luxurious things. They get clothes. They get majority, like, premium foods. You know, they're being well taken care of and not getting food scraps. You know, it's the role. Don't nobody want kids anymore. No, they want dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Right? 
Is there anything you've given us so many juicy things? I love it. Um, I always love to be someone's first. So I'm glad that you have given us all this first information. Is there anything else that you would love our listeners, your listeners, your demographic would like to hear? Um, not, not really. Just, just keep the ideas coming. Um, you know, whatever you want to see, whatever you know like the idea you gave me with the mobile grooming stuff like you know i'm i'm still kind of new to this industry and um and i'm learning as i go and i learn quick so eventually i know i'll be able to kind of know what people want to see but um yeah just just let me know just reach out to us i mean we're a community and and um we're always available and any questions anyone has any advice you need and you know, whatever, just hit us up. Awesome. Where can we find you? Yeah. Like, where can Love. we find Groom House? Uh, we're plug. on Instagram at Groom House, uh, www.thegroomhouse.com, and Facebook Groom House as well. So. Can you spell that for us just in case? It's G R O O M, and then house is H A U S. Awesome. I love it. Yes. Well, Anthony, we had so much fun talking to you. Likewise. hope you guys enjoyed the interview we, we had so much fun yeah with tone from groom house yeah so uh here's some here we'll probably just read two things and uh if you don't hear your stories you will yes. every story that you send us that is all the stories that you guys send us we will read yeah we do read um, them yeah we've never not read them and um so if you don't hear your stories in this uh, podcast, you will hear them in the future. So just keep on listening episode. and don't hesitate. <laughs> it's episode. In this episode. <laughs> you'll hear them in the next episode. You'll hear it in the next episode. Yeah. So just keep on listening. Yeah. Keep on listening. This is how we keep you coming for more. Yeah. Yeah. And don't, don't hesitate to send more yeah you know send more even if you don't hear yours and you have you you will you will will. and you send it again or another one you will you will hear that as well all right so let's tell your friends tell your friends yeah even if they're not groomers if they had a grooming experience let us know Ooh, ooh, I like that. Yeah. Like, if you have a friend that took their dog somewhere and they had, like, a bad story or something, or just a weird story or a funny story. Or, like, they were the lady who showed some titty. Like, yeah. I want to know the lady's perspective. Yeah, that'd be fun. Like, how did it feel to do a nip slip in a grooming salon? Exactly. Or a dick slip. Remember the testicle guy? Yeah. That Love your funny. stories, guys. That was funny. <laughs> All right, Vanessa, go ahead and uh, take it away with your story. No, 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 no. I want to do the sweet one last. Oh, is that one sweet? Yeah, it's the sweet one that I sent you. Aww. Yeah, oh, it's sweet. sweet. I can butcher it. That's not really a story. It was just more like a shout out. Ah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So here I have, well, let's see if they say that I can say their name i'm not gonna say this person's say my name, name say my name you're acting kind of shady and calling or i'm gonna say cynthia it's her first name so we'll go with that thank you cynthia for your story um here we go i left some uh some of my client with a, a groomer i had trained when i went on maternity leave so when i returned i was moving clients back to my schedule when miss 
too many facelifts comes in, I wasn't expecting her to tell me that she wanted Joe to do her dog because her dog needed to be manhandled. Wow. (laughs) That happens. Oh my God. I didn't question it, of course, but it hurt my feelings thinking maybe I'm not good of a groomer. No, baby. It's not how it works. Mm. Vanessa has stolen a couple of my clients as well. (laughs) And, uh... I think I did a pretty good job on those grooms. They did. They never said anything otherwise. She just did them to their liking and faster. Okay. Anyway, things happen. It's all right. No, I had one client that I took of yours. She was like... Wrigley. Wrigley. It She's, still holds on. I love that dog, he too. He died. Okay. Well, I still love that dog. I know. But she was like, should I have a conversation with Vanessa? And I was like, nah, she's my best friend. I'll talk her. I'll talk to her. And I was like, it will be no issue. Trust me. And I was like, it's not. It's not an issue. It's like, don't feel shame if you see her. Just wave and be polite. <laughs> and she was yeah. like, okay. It's not really an offense because not everybody. You've gonna... stolen some of my clients, I'm sure. Um, I've only taken your clients when you were not available. Um, and then when you left PetSmart, I did take some of your clients. Exactly. So stealer. I, I have taken some of your clients. <laughs> But I think it was out of convenience, and I don't know. My name is Vanessa, so they kind of conflated that, <laughs> even though they were like, it's not the same one. So anyway, yeah, so it happens. It's not, I know, it, it, don't let it hurt your feelings too much in the future. Just, yeah. It happens. Um, <clears throat> I told him she wants you to do her dog. Um, okay, so going back, I didn't question it, but of course I hurt my feelings, thinking maybe I'm not that good of a groomer. I told him she wants you to do her dog, so he went to check her in five minutes. Later, he comes back in and says, oh my gosh, she just hit on me. <laughs> and she is probably in her late 60s, and he is 23, a baby, really. We were laughing about Wait, it. so the 23-year-old man hit on the 63-year-old No, no, the 60-year-old woman. Oh. Uh, quote unquote too many facelifts um was hitting on the 23 year old baby joe oh we were laughing about it poor joe will that just be the beginning of a very entertaining day she comes back one hour later very drunk now asking if her dog was ready i think it was just an excuse to flirt and try to convince joe that they needed to go on a vacation together he told her very nicely that it will be another hour and he will call her when her dog is ready her dog hated the dryer so we kennel dried um the dog most of the way <clears throat> well shortly after she left her boyfriend comes in and said she will not be available to come pick up the dog i'm assuming that as too well drunk. she's drunk <laughs> she's too drunk and if we can call him when the dog is ready and he paid and left we will forget that our system send a tax out when we complete a ticket so the moment her boyfriend paid and notified her that her dog is ready well guess who shows up in a taxi but miss too many facelifts fixing her boobs and hair as she walks in the salon joe informs her that her dog is not ready and that it sent her a text message because her boyfriend came in and paid so the ticket got completed and then she goes in it for the kill goes around the desk wraps her arms around him and goes in for a kiss what what in anything did he say that would provoke while we were all watching and recording this i had to tell her that she needs to leave and gave her her dog we had to file a sexual harassment claim 
complaint on her because she did not want this to happen again because we did not want this to happen again or any backlash on kicking her out she called back a few weeks later wanting her dog groomed again and got mad when i told her that due to the sexual harassment on my employee she is not allowed back in our salon i don't understand why she would think we would do her dog still she calls corporate and tries to say that it was joe who was doing the harassment but they already had the video and statements of what happened my groomer was very scared of sweet old ladies after that. Oh. P.S. I love your podcast, Cynthia. Jesus. No, that's a fucking story. Oh so, my God. So, honey, it had nothing to do with your grooming as to why she you wanted just, this guy you to just groom. You don't have a young dick. You're right? You don't have a penis. That is why she asked the other guy. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. That is. Wow. I've had a guy, I had an old gentleman try and kiss me on the lips before. I've only had one person like actually try um, to kind of pursue me, and that was when I was a dog trainer. I had an older gentleman that kind of confused me, but I had a like a normal, like probably late 20s, early 30s guy when I was, I was 25, Mm -hmm. right? 24, 25. So it wasn't, and he wasn't unattractive. I was just in a relationship with somebody. So if I wasn't in a relationship, yeah, he was smooth. He was fucking smooth. (laughs) But um, I did have an older guy that tended to be a lot friendlier with me. And Mm -hmm. he was never inappropriate. But he was your old neighbor. He had all the labs. My old neighbor? Like he lived in your neighborhood when you moved into that neighborhood and he had three labs oh that guy yeah oh that guy he wasn't he was never inappropriate but like he was friendly a little far friendly i met his wife daughter son he paid for all of my classes All of my classes. His dogs had... He just kept paying for your service to see your face. He kept paying for every service, and he did private services, too. He just had a crush on you, but wasn't, like, too overt about it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So that was kind of like... You knew... I knew he liked me. Um, Yeah. Oh, man. I have so many stories. He was a little disappointed and stopped talking to me after he found out I got married. So that that everything kind of came to light. Yeah. Yeah. I have so many stories. Well, because you're a hot piece of ass. Well, they were all when I was super young. Yeah, and people are gross. Yes. One guy, he'd always buy me sandwiches, and I would never say no. He would actually come in and be like, hey, I was just passing by. Do you want an order of Subway? And I'm like, are you getting your dog done? He's like, no, I just wanted to stop in. He'd a fucking model for a girlfriend. And he would come in and buy me sandwich, like this PetSmart girl buying me, like buy me sandwiches. Like what the fuck? I'd always say yes with chips. <laughs> <laughs> I had one guy. He'd always call and be like, "Hey, is baby in?" And they all knew it was me. I remember that guy. And I finally told him, "Is like he's like, hey, you should come to my club. I'm a promoter." And I'm like, "I'm 17." He never came in again because I was 17. He was gross. And then I had another one. He asked me out, and I was like. I'm 17. He's like, oh. And I never saw him again. And then I did go on a date with one guy because he was 19. And he ended up turning into a stalker. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he stalked me for a while. And this is when I was first dating Harvey. And he didn't believe me. 
until he saw the flowers and chocolates at my front step and I was like well did you get me that and he was like no and I was like oh it must be my stalker and he was like you legitimately have a stalker I was like yes I do <laughs> like what the fuck am I lying but yeah so just be careful out there guys <laughs> except if they bring you sandwiches then make sure you get the chips <laughs> <laughs> yes but he never asked me out though he just brought me food, and I will do anything for but food. But see, that's what I'm saying. Maybe he just, he, you know, you can feel it, you vibe it, that he yes. likes you for whatever reason he likes you. I mean, there's a lot of reasons. But there's, you know, for whatever reason he likes you, but he knows, like, he can't go. Yeah. Like, he can't do it. Like, he, he can't. can't. Yeah. So that's just the connection that he can have with you that is, is, isn't inappropriate. Yeah. If you look at it. Yeah, he's not necessarily doing anything wrong. He's just swinging by as he's passing through to get a 17-year-old a sandwich. Yeah. (laughs) So it's fucking weird, (laughs) but he's not, like, stalking you, telling you that he's the love of your life after the first date and creeping by when you're not home. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's buying you sandwiches. But this dude, I feel bad for him. He got fucking macked on. Like... Dude, and you know what? I mean, in my later age, if somebody paid for a vacation, I might say yes. But with like, with women, I think we could get by without possibly sleeping with them. We give them the illusion that they're gonna have our body. And, but I think with her, with this fucking snow leopard, she is. She was on it. She was gonna take it. And that's not cool. Just the fact that her boyfriend came to pay for the dog and he was willing to pick up the dog and then she still comes back mm-hmm. fucked up. That's hilarious. I yeah. mean, I'm so sorry. I feel for Quote that unquote, guy. Joe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You felt like, you felt what it would be like to be a woman for a yeah. moment. Yeah. You've been harassed. You have. All right. So we don't necessarily have a story, but we have a cute little, a sweet nothing. Um, This is from um, Chelsea, and she just wanted to say, I just wanted to say, I just wanted to say thank y'all for yesterday's episode. Um, After almost two weeks of nothing but biting aggressive, matted to a pelt dogs, I had had a weekend of nonstop crying. Then I listened yesterday. Thank you for giving me a little more of a confidence boost to know I don't have to take animals like this if I feel it's threatening to my safety. It hit me hard last week because one of these dogs I had to turn away was a relative's. And despite knowing how her pet is, she is still upset with me for not wanting to risk my safety anymore. If I ever find time, I'll send you all some of my stories. I've had some odd ones over the years, lol. Keep up what you're doing. You help groomers like me with severe anxiety, depression issues get through the day. Love y'all. Lots of love from Tennessee. And uh, she's at bitches and bows on Instagram. Um, oh yeah, I cried. Well, oh yeah, it takes a lot for me to cry. So I got emotional. I got I really felt emotional it in my soul because I love that you don't have to. And for as for your family member, f- 
fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're learning boundaries in this episode. Yeah, this is a boundaries episode. Like, we, it's been a boundaries couple of episodes, but like, it's just like we're we're still learning in real time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I can feel you on the depression, anxiety. And I think I do want to have an episode of where we talk about grooming while being depressed and grooming while having functional anxiety. Yeah. Like that's I think definitely that whole functioning functional anxiety thing is definitely where I'm at for sure. One hundred percent. So maybe that'll be our next episode. Is grooming while depressed and grooming with severe anxiety i wish we can talk to a therapist while we talk about these things all right um please like and share us we're on facebook and instagram at shit on the table um tell your friends make sure you're writing in stories send those stories to groomerhumor at gmail.com again it's groomerhumor at gmail.com we need more stories we only have two left um so chelsea make some time send in a story (laughs) um and tell your friends yep all right you can listen to us on oh yeah spotify and itunes and google play thanks okay bye